This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. This is BetQL Daily. In about 20 minutes, we'll check in with Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman. The trades are starting in Major League Baseball. Jill Gallant from FTN bets, bets media. He'll be here to talk about the NBA and what he likes in today's MLB card. And Sirius Sohi from the ringer on the NBA. I'm Joe Ostrowski. My co-host today sitting in for Joe Giglio. We've got the one and only Cody Decker. What's up, Cody? The one and only is the proper pronunciation, pronunciation of, of my, my name. name. Well, well done. done. Good, good. Yeah, there were some tough ones this morning. There's some tough ones. So I, so I hope we can uh, get through all of them. Cody is also an MLB insider for Odyssey. We're going to get to the headlines in a moment. But Cody, I thought we'd be sitting here today like, well, I don't really want to talk about Red Sox, Yankees, typical Major League Baseball, shoving those two teams down our throat. Give them the island game. The only time all year we really get this. But uh, but that's something worse happened. As, as the news came out, I figured something was going on because 24 hours ago, we were talking about this matchup. It's the only game on the board of the major sports out there. We didn't, some places posted odds, but the Yankees would not announce a starting pitcher. And I just, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, come on, let's go. It's game day. You've had a few days to think about this thing. And then all hell broke loose. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there talking about whether or not we're going to talk about the Yankees and Red Sox and talking about, Hey, you know, Yankees and Red Sox shoved down our throat for the hundredth time in the last several years. You know, it's the rivalry among rivalry in sports. I would give anything, anything in the world to talk about Yankees versus Red Sox right now. Instead, we got to deal with this absolute nightmare scenario to where now that looks like the all-star game might've been a mini super spreader event, which is the worst case possible scenario we could have had considering the fact that we haven't had a single game postponed in nearly two and a half months. It's it's a bit of a heartbreaking thing. And, you know, it's kind of knocking us all right back to reality. You know, you saw the announcement in Los Angeles. You have to have masks indoors again. I'm really hoping Major League Baseball and for that matter, all of sports is not about to take a massive step back. Yeah, yeah, that, that was brutal. You're right. Uh, smacked us all in the face yesterday afternoon. Uh, super spreader event. Yeah, we thought we were done with those conversations. I thought we were done doing these types of shows. And it wasn't only in Major League Baseball. USA basketball, same deal with uh, Bradley Beal. He's not going to be participating in the Tokyo Olympics. So we'll get more on that coming up in a quick moment and some of the Yankees reaction that we saw yesterday. But quick update on the British Open. He's doing it again. 
Colin Morikawa. This guy's unbelievable. 24 years old. He already has four professional wins, including a major. And anytime there's a WGC event, it's an insanely tough field. And it's has a large, large purse, so that's always tough. He won one of those recently, staring down Kepka at the PJs, stare down DJ, his first time participating in an open championship. Here he is going off. He has a three-stroke lead on day two. And what did he do right out the gate today? Birdie, 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 par, birdie, just like like a seasoned pro, like he's been doing this his whole life. Is golf that easy? I golfed yesterday, and I shot a 90, and it was a disaster. I couldn't keep a single club straight. This guy's a freak, and I just love it. And it's making me—it's making me love all of sports right now because you know we've been talking about Major League Baseball nonstop about these guys under 25 years old, you know, setting new records, setting the bar of Major League Baseball. And look what this guy's doing over in golf—the exact same thing. And we're not talking about it nearly enough. So yeah, the California kid. This time yesterday, he's 40 to one. He's gonna—it looks like he's gonna be a great golfer for for a very long time. So I was talking the other day uh, just about this entire event and. And just throwing out different names to a buddy of mine who's just the best I've ever seen at betting golf. And the subject of Colin Morikawa came up. And you can't criticize the guy. He's got the best irons in the world already at this stage in his career. And that's going to help him a lot all weekend. I don't know if he's going to be there on Sunday. We'll see. It's going to be fun no matter what because it's a major. You're going to have the last few pairings. They're going to be fantastic. But uh, the point that he kept bringing up, he's like, "Ah, I just the problem with Morikawa is look at all these big wins that he's had. He's never dealt with the crowds. Mm-hmm. When you have 30,000 people there staring you down on Sunday, how is he going to react? And uh, it certainly looks like he'll be in the mix. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. These big wins, uh, nobody was out there. So it, it feels like there's a little less pressure. That it, there in, you know, as much as we want to say and say that's an excuse, there is something to that. I have had the opportunity to play in front of nobody and playing in front of a ton of people. And it's just a different dichotomy. It adds a little bit of extra, just really anything to the scenario. It throws in chaos. You know, one comment by one fan could lead to whatever reason, lead to just one slight degree indifference in your stroke. And that one degree could cost you one to two strokes. It's that ridiculous. You know, you see it in a game, you know, you could be on deck in baseball and somebody can just say, whisper one thing in your ear. And for whatever reason, that one thing got you slightly off timing for a fastball that you should have been on time for as ridiculous as it sounds. He makes a pretty good point. He hasn't done it in front of anybody yet, but this is really going to be the barometer to see where he really is at. Cody, speaking of one comment by one fan, Bryson doesn't like it when you call him Brooks. He doesn't like it, but he was mad about something (laughs) yesterday after his poor first round. If I can hit it down the middle of the fairway, that's great. But again, with the driver right now, the driver sucks. You know something? You suck. There he is. Bryson DeChambeau. I I don't know anyone that, that likes Bryson, but I will say this. He's great for the sport. You kind of need a little bit of a villain. Like the NBA seemed to be in a better place where there were, there were more people that had the passion, even if they were kind of fringe basketball fans, when LeBron was the villain in the sport. I, I think overall it's a good thing, even though I am 100% Team Kepka. Same as am I, but I do think he's good for the sport as well. I agree with you. Everybody needs a villain. 
They just do. You need somebody to root against. And quite frankly, Bryson going out there, going after not not even taking any accountability at all for his own game, immediately pointing the finger at Cobra, a company he's been working with for years. And so much so that Cobra had to put out a statement saying we're very disappointed in these comments so much that Bryson had to come back and apologize for his statements. Listen, when I went over four, I didn't go off saying, hey, guess what? Louisville slugger sucks. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of that statement from Cobra, this guy, Ben Showman, I don't know if he plays any sports, but I want to bet on this dude. Listen to him. This guy ahead of Cobra over there, he says, everybody is bending over backwards. We've got multiple <laughs> guys in R&D who are CADing, computer-aided designing, that stands for this, and CADing that, trying to get this and that into the pipeline faster. Bryson knows it. It's just really, really painful when he says something that's stupid. <laughs> what a pain in the ass do you have to be that the head of a company writes this comment about you? Like, that's ridiculous. It's hilarious, and it's great content for us. But at the end of the day, come on, man. Not to mention, man, him saying all these statements about Cobra and how, how his driver sucks and all this while wearing a beret just doesn't really <laughs> hit home for me. Every time I see him in the beret, I'm like, dude, you just, you look like a clown. What are you doing? He looks, uh, like, he looks like a newsie from 1928. <laughs> yes. Uh, Br Bryson won over par on day one. He's going to play this afternoon. We'll find out if he can make the cut. But Colin Morikawa, your leader at nine under. I mentioned a three-stroke lead. Guys like Emmanuel Grio. Uh, Louis Ustazen also playing this afternoon, three shots back, four shots back. The big name, Jordan Spieth, that a lot of people are paying attention to. That Morikawa number way down. I mentioned yesterday it was 40 to 1. Now, at times this morning, it's been all the way down to 2 to 1, a bit of a, an overreaction there. Unfortunately, we are not talking about Red Sox-Yankees. Since we didn't get any baseball last night, uh, word leaked out about uh, the COVID issues that the Yankees are going through. Tackled as best we can, you know, as far as, you know, first and foremost, obviously anyone that's getting, that's testing positive, making sure they're help them, you know, be as healthy as can be. You know, obviously we have a couple of them that have had symptoms, but are most, for the most part, doing pretty well. So we'll just, you know, rally around them and give them the support they need and, and see where this thing goes as, you know, the hours kind of unfold and we wait to get you know more of the lab-based testing back aaron boone thursday afternoon also saw brian cashman at the podium just seemed pretty annoyed to be honest he said uh the guys that have not been vaccinated they have their reasons for that six yankees have tested positive including aaron judge uh backup catcher few relief pitchers and this may sound stupid cody and please tell me if I'm being an idiot here, but um, what we're seeing across Major League Baseball and the number of teams that have not crossed that 85% threshold and many gen general managers, I've heard Jed Hoyer here in Chicago talk about it, just very, very frustrated. Like, come on, guys, you're putting us, putting us at a competitive disadvantage here. It, it feels like what's happening in some of these baseball clubhouses is kind of a representation of what's happening in society. I, I think most of us all know a person or two that just refuses to get the vaccine for one reason or another. 
Yes. Um, this is actually kind of an ugly portion of Major League Baseball. If you've been around clubhouses and you've been around ball players, you would know that ball players are not the brightest groupings of human beings in the world. They just aren't. The, some of the greatest baseball players I've ever met in my life, ever in the world, are the dumbest human beings I've ever met in my life, without question. I've had to deal with the dumbest conversations in clubhouses involving hoaxes, involving like just any possible conspiracy theory that is out there trust me about 60 percent of professional baseball players believe them because the majority of them are complete idiots i'm not lying i wish to god i was trust me <laughs> it was very very frustrating for guys like me and nate fryman looking at each other like are we serious these are this is what we're dealing with these people my god Yes, listen, the fact that we're not past a, a threshold of uh, vaccinations is just, quite frankly, embarrassing. I know Major League Baseball can't mandate and force them to do it, but at this point, why isn't the Players Association stepping in and taking care of this as well? This very much affects them as much as it affects everybody else. I do not, I just don't comprehend it. And you you saw it happen in the College World Series a few weeks ago, and everyone's complaining, oh, how could they do this to Mississippi State? Mississippi State did it to themselves. I don't know what else to say to you guys. They did it to themselves. This is something that could be taken care of very simply. Get vaccinated. That is it. Nothing else to say about it. There's nothing political about this. Just get vaccinated. It's best for you. It's best for your team. It's best for the sport. It's best for the country and world. I can't believe I'm saying this into the void, but I am. And somehow it's a political statement. It's not. It's a vaccination. That's Cody Decker in for Joe G. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily coming up in about 10 minutes. I'm curious on uh, John Heyman's perspective. Odyssey MLB Insider, he will join us. Insider Calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And it's obviously just not the Yankees now. Every team has concerns today. Uh, the teams that had uh, multiple All-Stars, representing their squad over in Denver, Colorado, they've got to be really, really concerned. And uh, what happens now? I mean, there are 17 games on the schedule, Cody, but I don't see any way we get 17 games played today. I'd be very surprised if we did. I'm I'm really dreading these next couple of hours because if it comes in, hey, play one player here, one player there, this is a mass possible contamination, and we can't really have that in Major League Baseball at the moment. I, I just don't comprehend it. It's, it's funny. The majority of vaccinations are actually happening at the AAA level rather than the big league level, and that's the thing that's very strange about it. They've made sure that there's only like two unvaccinated spots on every AAA roster, and it's funny how they got players to get vaccinated because they just told pulled them in the office and said, here's the deal. If it's between you going up or the player that's vaccinated going up, we're calling up the vaccinated player. Every guy in AAA immediately went and got vaccinated because they had incentive to do so. Major leaguers right now just don't have the incentive to do so other than public safety and health. If there's somebody that does say believe in conspiracy theories, go down that rabbit hole. There's nothing you can do to get it done. I don't know why, but it's just the scenario we're in. And I don't I honestly do not understand how Major League Baseball has not been able to mandate it. Yeah, so there's nothing you kind of answered uh, my next question. There's nothing they could do. Like, what do you say? You're the Cubs and Jake Arrieta has been outspoken about it. And usually when these guys do say something on the record, they're like, I have my reasons. They don't go into what any of their reasons are. They just have their reasons. I I'd be willing to listen. I, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear one and we have yet to hear one. But what can you do? Can you threaten? OK, you're not going to be on the team. 
Well, I'm sure a lot of these players, Cody, that refuse to get vaccinated, some of them also don't, don't want it out there. Anthony Rizzo is another one on the Cubs. Yes, uh, but you mentioned Arietta. They already did it with Arietta. Not it wasn't the reason why they did it, but next thing you know, Arietta's hamstring seems to be bothering him out of nowhere. That's interesting. A little bit of a phantom DL stint. I'm not saying it's because of the fa- uh, vaccinations. It's obviously because he's been pitching so unbearably bad. That being said, he should probably go get vaccinated too, especially if he wants to get picked up by another team coming in these next few weeks. Yeah. I mean, what team is trading for a player that it like, where's that on the checklist? Okay. We know the numbers and I'm comparing them for pitchers to your sticky stuff numbers. Okay. Start of June, your numbers started to slide a little bit. They're sliding for all pitchers across major league baseball, but not too much. Are you vaccinated? That'd be near the top of the list for me. It's right there. What affects my team the most? We're seeing it in New York. All right, we're going to talk about the fallout with Yankees-Red Sox yesterday. Uh, John Heyman is going to drop by next, and the trades are underway. We had a trade in Mega League Baseball. Player going from the Cubs to the Braves. Does this mean things are going to pick up over the weekend? John Heyman drops by next. Joe Ostrowski and Cody Decker. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.